Brother, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome very much. I cannot wait to get into this. Uh, how are things today so far? Good, good. Good? Yeah. Awesome. So I met you, kind of met you one time before um, at a, I guess, charity fundraiser uh, grappling wrestling fight. Miss, right. Night of mismatches, right? Yeah. And uh, that our mutual friend Connor Larock put on. Mm -hmm. Love the guy. The event was great. Um, there... I was very impressed by your ability to stay calm and kind of almost, it looked to me like you were almost puppet mastering all like between the audio and then the band and then trying to get things working so that right. the timing was right. Mm -hmm. And I think I just wanted to commend you on that before we kind of get into the thick of the show. So I'm like, man, I thought that was pretty yeah, impressive. Thanks. So yeah. Awesome. So, Take us through kind of now uh, what your transition was like. We can kind of start leaving uh, leaving high school or beginning of uh, post-secondary and then take us through that to kind of where we are now. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I was a, a normal kid, I guess, uh, you know, growing up, played sports, uh, yeah. you know, grew up in a rural town, uh, that kind of thing. But um, it wasn't until college and university when I really got into music and, and started uh hanging out with people that were into music and then you know that's where I, I started to love what I what I started to do now yeah. which is uh, DJing and, and doing events um, it was it was a lot of of uh, you know underground you can call it yeah. uh, you know <laughs> house parties in the basement oh, that kind of right thing on. yeah um, frat parties that that kind of stuff really then, yeah yeah nice. and it, it, it wasn't until um, Later on, after I had already graduated or finished university and college, yeah. that, um, I actually said, I should run a business and do this because I do it so well. Nice. And um, a local other DJ that uh, was a buddy of mine, he pushed me. He gave me the you know, the reins and said, here, um, this is good and you should yeah. do this. You're really good at it. So um, nice. I originally uh, you know, just did it under the table. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I said, no, I got to do this the right way. I wrote yeah. a business plan and... Uh, um, I, I had a job already, a full-time job, but I right. could see that, you know, there wasn't going to be a position for me later on in life. Mm, like the me. writing was on the wall. Yeah. So it kind of gave me that push, right, to, to give up that and, and write a business plan and, uh, and start my business. And, um, you know, over time it took, you know, a little bit of, of work and, 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 um, success to, right. to get to where I am now. Um, not without any failures. I think, you know. You got to learn from your yeah, mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. You can't have a success without it. That's right. And um, some of my good friends who saw me fail um, still believe in me because of the fact that uh, you know from that failure I've I've learned and I've experienced and I've gotten better at what I do. And that's probably what really paid off on that event that you seen was that yeah. I've done it all and I've tried it all and I've experienced it all and I might have failed at it, but then you know that's what uh, got me to do it better, right? Right. So. I, that's what gets me to where I am, yeah. where I am nice. now. So what were kind of in the beginning stages, things that you noticed or that you, now that you've had, I guess, time to look back on it, whether you look back or, back or not is a different thing. But now that you've kind of had that time that's gone by, have you been able to kind of reflect and see what it was that gave you that nudge in the right direction to choose like music and uh, DJing? I think mostly it was just passion and being um, passionate about what I love to do. Nice. And um, I mean, uh, music is definitely that, but mm -hmm. I think more so uh, making sure people 
um, are celebrated and people have memories from that celebration. That's what really got me into what yeah. I do now. Um, I mean, I still will do club gigs and do gigs at the bar, but most yeah. of the time, those people, they don't give a crap about what happens that night. Right, as long as it's loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. Um, but, I mean, there, there still are some times where it's a good party and, and I love doing that. But I yeah. think, overall, whatever event I do, whether it is like the 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 Connor La Rock yeah. thing or um, a wedding or any other event that's community-based, um, when people say, oh, that was so fun and I remember that, that's what really drives me. That's right. what makes me want to do that. And I think that's why I took that direction to to become um, an entertainer basically yeah. was to create yeah, was it. to create something something that people are going to remember for the rest of their lives interesting mm -hmm. that's a really cool way of looking at an experience and you're almost yeah i feel i feel it's rung true that yeah you almost i stand by what i said earlier you're like a puppet puppet master for their entertainment right, right. so you can control the flow yeah. and the tone of kind of what's going on yeah. i didn't understand that though right away when i first started off like when i wrote my business plan yeah. Um, if I was to pitch at anybody, whether it be um, a client or um, you know a company, mm -hmm. um, I was I was always pitching my sound, my my mu um, my audio, my my music library. Yeah. I have I have twenty thousand songs to to pick and choose from. And really, like they they're not they don't want to hire me because of that. Right. Anybody could get that now. Right. Anybody yeah. could have good oh, sound nowadays, or, yeah. or music. Right. Yeah. It took me a while to learn and understand that. No. No. That's not what they want. They want the experience. They want whatever I can make them yeah. feel through that audio and that right. music. Um, so basically, I'm selling myself. Yeah. Right. I'm selling what I do, not what I have or what I can offer. Right. Uh, and then once I understood that, it it really made me succeed more because I could mm -hmm. sell that properly. Right. I was never great at selling to begin with. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, knowing that the ultimate goal was to create something that people are going to remember and, yeah. and, and feel, that feeling, um, that's what I had to sell to them. Now, what I'm wondering in that, as I look at somebody who's, or as myself, sorry, being somebody who's not, I'm not too familiar with that industry, mm -hmm. so understanding it and almost feeling that you guys are, like you're kind of not on the outside looking in, but majority of the photos that I've seen, it's like there's a bunch of people having fun, and there's this guy right here, <laughs> and then that's you, and he's controlling right. everything. How do you, how did you kind of develop that transition in the beginning stage? Like, when did you kind of understand that that was something very important that would make the difference for you? I don't think I learned it on my own. I think I had to hear it from others, others that learned it themselves. Yeah. Uh, one of the the biggest lessons I learned and I can tell anybody in business yeah. is to surround yourself with others that are like-minded and that will, will help you, um, develop who you are. Mm. So, you know, in industries, uh, like, like DJing or yeah. music, there's associations like, just like in any other industry, huh. right? Like, uh, yeah. um, a mining industry has an association for mining or, you know, Whoa. that kind of thing. So I joined associations. I joined groups of other DJs that mm -hmm. you know were like-minded and wanted to yeah. do the same thing that I wanted to do. Uh, and it was them that kind of that kind of made me realize oh. that that's what I need and that's what I have to do to get better and and to yeah. uh, to get to that ultimate goal. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. As yeah. as as uh, you know successful people or as people trying to be successful yeah you never can do it alone you always have to have right. um a group of 
I guess you could call it like advisors or people that are going to give you yeah, insight. Yeah, like mentors. Mentors, sort of, yeah. yeah. Advisors, yeah, mentors, exactly. yeah. yeah. Huh. I found that's been something that I myself struggled with at the kind of beginning stages and then knowing personality-wise that like, I just doing something, whether it be for myself or with one or two other people to kind of create something. And like you said, like-minded, whether that be they have the same business goals or personal goals and stuff, you mm -hmm. kind of attach to those people. Did you find, because I definitely struggle with, and not struggle with this per se, but I definitely had this experience and I'm wondering if you did as well with this, whether it be industry related or personal. Um, there are a lot of people that as I kind of grew towards like, okay, these are my goals. Now we're putting the steps in place to achieve that. Did you ever lose, like friends would fall off, right? And people would fall off, mm -hmm. like train, I guess, or the friendship. You'd lose friendships in that and it would kind of get, not lonelier, but you'd lose people who were around before, whether they be intimidated of what you're doing or not understand it. Did you ever like experience that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I think... Um, at some point, if people don't have the same uh, goals or the same mindset as you, mm -hmm. they they don't they don't follow. They don't continue with right. what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And um, some of them, I definitely would say that I wish they had, um, you know, came along the ride or yeah. or, or joined the the movement, yeah. whatever you want to call it. That's a fun um, time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, for sure. Exactly. But um, maybe they just needed a different way to understand or or, or have a. A new path so um, I would I would totally say that that's happened to me yeah um, some have come and gone and, and you know done successfully despite not being my friend anymore or being a, yeah. a part of uh, you know my uh, my goals but ultimately I think um, you know we, we learn from people and we grow and if people grow differently then I accept that you know that's right. that's the way it is do you remember there being um like a turning point aha moment when you were kind of starting out that made everything else like the road more clear. Yeah. 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 yeah, oh, one yeah. Or two or... Definitely. Definitely. I think, um, the first, the first part of my growth when I was, yeah. um, writing out my business plan mm -hmm. was really understanding that, uh, I had to have a mission. I had to have, you know, a statement. I had to have something that said, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, some people always have that. Maybe they just keep it in their mind or they have a little piece of paper and they've written it down mm -hmm. on an, in a notepad. Yeah. Um, but it was, um, it was other people that had already done that and written a business plan that explained mm -hmm. it to me that you need to have a reference, a book, something that you're going to go back to all the time. Right. Um, it's going to change. It's never going to always stay the same. Yeah. But it's from that reference that you're going to continue to develop, uh, make different goals, um, maybe just pivot and change altogether depending mm -hmm. on the situation. Um, so I definitely feel like, yeah, that moment for me, um, was probably, um, probably when I was, I, I had written my business plan, I had gotten my business started. Mm. Um, and then I realized that, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't make or do as, uh, as well or, yeah. or have as much, um, money or success as right. others simply because I wasn't changing my plan. I wasn't oh, making okay. it, I wasn't making it any better. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole idea of just thinking that this is as far as I can get and this is all I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was, it wasn't making sense, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Um, and what I realized, I think that moment was when I thought, oh, I'm going to do 100 events. I'm going to do 100 gigs a year. I'm going to be Epic. rich. I'm going to be super yeah. rich. But if I'm only making $100 or $200 at each of those events, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. I'm only going to make ten to $20,000 in a year. Yeah. You know? It was that person that said, no, no, write your business plan and tell yourself you're going to work less but make more. Right? I'm only going to yeah. do 20 events in a year. Yeah. But I'm still going to make twenty or $30,000, right. right? The difference yeah, is is that yeah. I'm worth more than that. Right, and the events, I'm sure, too, are like they're higher class, higher end events, and I'm sure more challenging, right? Definitely. More, like, there, there's there's markets for everything. Some markets yeah. are, are worth more than others, right? Right. And um, it takes a while to understand how that works. But mm -hmm. it was that moment when I realized that, oh, wait a minute, I don't want to work for, you know, pennies and do a ton and ton of events. Yeah, the quality you know, has to be there as well. I want to do less events, but make more money at the same time. Right. I mean, yeah, 100%. 100%. I don't blame you. So um, with that being said, what um, kind of market is your preferred to entertain? Um, so I think the private market is definitely yeah. what I like. Um, the public market is still fun. I love doing, like I said, I love doing bar gigs or club gigs yeah. um, or even... Uh, you know, community events like the one we did yeah. uh, with uh, with Connor. But um, ultimately, private events are more fun because then I can help that person or that yeah. company or that client um, dream. They're going to dream, and this yeah. they're like, "This is what I want to see happen, Richie." And so mm -hmm. we create a plan. You know, we we plan it out. We make sure that this is going to be successful because we're doing these things, yeah. um, and then that end result. That is really what makes me happy and what makes me feel good about what ah, I do. Cool. Because once we complete it, mm. um, it's 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 what you know everybody wanted. Mm -hmm. And so in the private sector, that to me is is a lot easier and and um, uh, more successful. But right. in, in the in the public sector, you can still accomplish those things. But like I said, you know, how many times are you at the bar and you know, I mean, it's just the bar or it's just one night out. You don't really remember anything after you've had fifteen or twenty drinks, <laughs> and sometimes you know? after four. You know, depending on who you ask. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, as you kind of, how has COVID affected the entertainment industry as a whole? Whether that be with, like, what you noticed directly that's impacted you, or whether that's just been overall as an entertainment industry. Oh, it's definitely affected the entertainment industry. Yeah. It, aside from maybe tourism, I would say it's the hardest hit uh, industry in in all of COVID. Mm, see, I I could place a bet that you would that you would say that, yeah, almost verbatim. But I almost don't want that to be the I don't want that to be the case because we need to be entertained more now because now we're just consumed with a lot of. BS going around, right? And yeah, it's not. I think. Deal. I think. Um, I mean, entertainment was still uh, capable of happening throughout COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, I think live is the key word. Live entertainment changed. Um, you had no ah, more mass gatherings at live events, uh, especially indoor. Yeah. You know, I mean, outdoor events eventually can continue to happen yeah. as long as you could space yourself and social distance. Right. Um, but in in my um, example, mm -hmm. um, the only way I could perform live events was through video. Right. And so I quickly became a Twitch streamer. Nice. Epic. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it didn't make me a whole lot of money. It right. gave me a lot of opportunity to 
continue practicing what I do. Which because is what you love to do. So yeah. Otherwise, not, if, if I wanted to, yeah, if I wanted to be in front of people and, and do something live, I could mm -hmm. never do it without, you know, um, without being social distanced by everybody because right. of COVID. So uh, that's how I probably changed my business and, and the way I operated yeah. was that video became really important more than ever. Mm -hmm. And I think the whole yeah, entertainment yeah. industry um, had to adapt that way, yeah. especially for live events. I know right away, you know, you always, uh, you know, find um, bands and uh, yeah. live performers on social media now just doing live videos because yeah. that's pretty much the only way you're going to find them. It, it's not the same where, you know, you could walk up to a bar and then... And, and, all of a sudden, there's a guy performing, you know, and then you want to know because you liked one of those. Yeah, you know, like harder that, people. Yeah, that's not happening anymore. It's it's slowly coming back. It's yeah. coming back for sure. Thankfully, yeah, it's uh, slowly moving in the right direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I thought this would be a interesting thing to share with you. When I was looking through um, again to our good friend Connor, he wanted to do a second event similar to the one pre yeah. prior and. He said, who should I get to host? And out of the probably 40 comments, at least 35 were all saying you. And then saying, yeah, you did a great job last year. And I was like, amazing. Right. I was like, right. I'm going to share this with him in case he didn't uh, catch a glimpse. So. Um, well, I'm honored. I think that's that's awesome. I would love to do yeah. another event. I can't take all the credit, though. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the light shining on you. You don't have to. You can direct it elsewhere. But so so um, when I do that that production, I, I had done some already for another group called uh, Subri MMA. Yep. Um, they did uh, Northern Fights and a couple other events. That's right. Yes. Um, so I originally was hired as the host, but they still needed somebody to play music. They still wanted lighting. They still wanted. You know interaction with the crowd mm -hmm. um so i have to create all of that through a team i don't just do it on my own there's no way i could be Whoa. standing behind the decks playing the music at yeah. the same time as being in the ring and announcing but also at the same time making sure that the lighting is right um or the video feed is correct because i mean Jeez. we we have um, yeah. you know in the event uh, venues they have video on the walls where you yeah. can actually see what's happening or who's being that. introduced yeah. Um, so I have a team that helps me with that. Mm -hmm. I don't do it all on my own. That right. would be virtually impossible. Yeah. Be crazy. <laughs> I mean, you can through virtual. You yeah. Know, through live, it's probably like, I guess easier. But what uh, now? Taking it back now that we're doing kind of uh, like you did a bit of like the live stuff and the streaming that mm -hmm. way. What was something that was a challenge? What was the most challenging thing about that transition part? And what was the something that you found just you just grasped onto right away? So I had already done or used uh, the whole Twitch thing before COVID hit. Um, mm. You know, I had seen it. I had seen other people using it. But I always thought it was just a way for me to create video. Right. And I quickly learned that it's not or it shouldn't be used that way. Um, it's actually a community and it's an interactive community. So in other yeah. words, when I'm on video, I want to actually chat and, and use that function to yeah. communicate with whoever's watching me. Whoa. Right? Right. So the first few times I used uh, Twitch, the only thing I thought was, oh, I'm just going to play my set, yeah. pick the songs I'm going to play, and, and record myself doing it right. on Twitch For as sure. I stream. Little, little did I know, people that are watching me want to you know, interact and talk and chat with me. Um, or, or they want me to do certain things. So Twitch has like, you know... Um, a system in place where you could spend coins and get the person who's live streaming to change it up or do something, right? 
So I mean, man, that's pretty that, cool. Yeah, it is cool. It, it really is cool, and that's where um, I think I I made changes or I learned mm -hmm. that this is how this is the platform is actually supposed to be used. Yeah, yeah, and wow. I still think there's a lot of people that don't really understand the full potential of what it can do. No, no, not at all. Jeez, that's one thing that I've wanted to almost get into with the podcast, but at the same time. I don't know the best way. I would have to like look into it and like research it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've uh, started reading a book on like for for uh, entertainers, anyways, how to monetize Twitch. Um, so I'm sure if you search, you know, you yeah. could probably find a book based on sure. podcasting. What's the best yeah. way to monetize or use Twitch for that? Twitch for that specifically, mm -hmm. yeah. I yeah. think that's cool. I love that you said community because I think that's such a cool thing that we were missing throughout the time that you had to make the transition over to like well, virtual right and like when yeah, i first started huge. when i first started streaming it was like i'm in front of the camera and that's it i didn't realize that there's somebody else on the other side of the camera that wants to to watch and be part of what i'm huh. doing and it, yeah. it goes right back full circle to when i started my business and i wanted to create something memorable yeah. for people well doing a live stream or a video is no different right so to create that that special memory for them, I have to make sure that I'm interacting or uh, getting something from them so that I can give it back to them, right? Wow. That's cool. Yeah. How do you, like, how was that challenge for you doing, um, creating that experience for them through the virtual medium? Well, I think there's still a lot that I need to learn from, yeah. from streaming live. Um, I don't think that I'm fully capable yet of, of understanding it. Yeah. I don't know who is. Well, there's ga there's gamers yeah. that are really good at it. I don't know how, yeah. how they figure it out or how they get good at it, but I mean, um, some of them have like thousands of subscribers. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I'm lucky I was able to maybe get 10 or 15 on, you know, at one time mm -hmm. to subscribe to my channel. But yeah. I think that um, really what you want to do is create something that is unique Mm -hmm. So you know that no other, nobody else does, or that no one else will do. Yeah. Um, and I guess a, a perfect example of that was during the last summer because of COVID, mm -hmm. I started streaming from a dock. That was epic. Yeah, that was so sick. Right? Yeah, I was following you, and I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm like, no. I mean, this is there was so no cool. other way to do a live event in public without being social distance. Why not do it on a lake? I mean, nobody can be anywhere near you unless they're yeah. in a boat, right? And then if they're in a the boat, they're still. Uh, you know, on the lake away yeah, from me. Yeah, chances are six feet apart still. Like, I have, a, yeah. I have a canoe that I'm like, for me to my weights over there. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's, that's amazing. So yeah. so when I started doing that and interacting with people through the, the live stream, yeah. um, I was able to create something unique for them by, mm -hmm. like, having rewards. So throughout the stream, if they gained a certain amount of points, um, the reward was I would, if they spent it on it, the reward was I would cannonball into the lake. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you had to watch the stream long enough or yeah. or be part of my subscribers list that you could spend that and do it right nah, or yeah. I would jump in the lake yeah i love it <laughs> whatever song it. whatever yeah. whatever part of the stream i would do yeah. it. so ah. to me that's 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 really like it's creating something yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly. it is ah that's so cool mm -hmm. <laughs> fully clothed i never ended up doing it no one spent yeah. money on it but <laughs> you know next time you do uh Maybe. I'll take the challenge, actually. Maybe. Yeah, and to see you fully clothed jump in <laughs> in a three-piece suit? Right. And you're or, like, whoa, hold or, on. or like, you know, mid-song. Mid so like, you know, the song is still playing. I got to come back and 
they just keep going, keep going yeah <laughs> amazing oh, i would do it i would do it i'd uh ooh, i would download uh i would download twitch and get fully invested <laughs> after that one. Oh man that's a uh, now but yeah there's there's all kinds of things you can do yeah uh, to create something for for your audience or for the community that's um involved do you think now here's an idea and i hope nobody takes it but <laughs> I hope maybe we shouldn't say it have you uh you do something the exact same thing except during winter obviously not jump in the lake right 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 i don't think that's a great idea so, that time yeah of year. so so over the winter i don't tend to do a lot of events um, unless they're indoors and so yeah. because of covid and the pandemic i really didn't do much last winter um except stay indoors <laughs> uh but um i mean most of the time I would go traveling throughout the winter, so I, mm-hmm. I've done a lot of events or, or DJed at resorts, uh, you know, in the Caribbean. But uh, <laughs> but over the last year, I haven't been able to just because we weren't <laughs> supposed to travel, right? Yeah, so I haven't done it. Um, but I would, I would definitely, Should. I would do that. I would, I would create something on like Twitch or, or live streaming, saying that yeah. you know, if um, if you wanted me to, I would come to wherever you are and DJ for you if you spent the money, you know. Definitely Twitch. Wow. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I think that's a really cool way of. I mean, the, the like the community. You're right, and I mean, it, yeah. I think sometimes when people are in business, all they think is like small town or small in the box thinking, where it's like I can only do it here or I can only do it, you know, locally. Yeah. When really, whatever we're doing is is global nowadays. You can do it anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Absolutely. Especially anywhere when you're using. Too. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're using. Um, you know, a streaming service or a platform mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of those things to your point where now that the way media is and everybody's able to see it, like 90% of the videos or channels I'm subscribed to, whether it be on YouTube or people I follow on Instagram, they're not really many people are from the same neighborhood or the same, mo- well, most of them same city, but probably 60% of them the people I follow are from Sudbury and then that's 40% that's another couple yeah. hundred people who are not from here Yeah, which are these super cool as a way to like how do you stay engaged with those people especially during a time and then we found a way whether it be like through house party or everybody's Instagram living mm-hmm. and stuff or yep. going on Twitch and being virtual and stuff and live streaming I think that's a really cool unique way of still being able to do what you're passionate about yeah. but just kind of adjusting adjusting versus the handful of businesses i did see that were well this is bullcrap that we have to Mm -hmm. go through and it's like yeah you're right it is but i love that you adapted and were able to kind of make that shift and you're like hey this is a cool medium let's do it and then you kind of went through the trials of what it's capable of and then probably going to keep going on it eh? yeah and i mean um despite despite the circumstances, there's one thing that I can still always do and that, um, you know, I, I strive to, to continue doing more of, and that's creating radio shows where, mm-hmm. um, I just basically got to create a, a mix and a, a podcast because I do yeah. speak on the, on the show. Yep. Um, but I send that to anywhere in, in North America. If the radio Amazing. station wants it, I just send it to them. Right. Nice. Um, so, I mean, right now I'm on a couple of radio stations weekly, uh, one in New York and one in Knoxville, Tennessee, but, um, that's those, cool. Yeah, that's oh, so yeah. cool, dude. Yeah, really for cool. sure. Um, oh, but but those things are are something that again, it's not like something that's stuck to being yeah. local or just here in Sudbury. Right. Um, I can create something and send it anywhere I want, and they can play it. You know. Mm-hmm. 
so that's uh, that's something I'm still working to to do better at as well as as have a a consistent radio show because I mean there's there's tons of DJs here in Sudbury there's tons of guys that uh, are good and I I'm friends with them or you know I I appreciate what they do right um, but I have to say that there's not too many that I know have created as much um, shows or radio DJ uh, mixes that I think. Are as, are as capable of competing with what I've created. So, not hey, to be... Hey, no, for not, sure, not to for be, sure. Not Keep to the be light on you. or anything. No, but, for sure. I mean, you, you, sure. Can, you can easily go to any of my social media channels and see, like, on a weekly basis, I'm posting something that's, uh, you know, a mix or a, a radio mm-hmm. show that I've created. So, um, I'm confident that uh, I can continue being consistent doing that. Nice. Awesome. Uh, it's a really cool thing to see people being authentic nowadays and I was listening to I think somebody uh, I don't remember on a podcast or radio show Mm -hmm. and their thing was being authentic now in a world where everybody's trying to be like somebody else right is huge and people are craving authenticity and being unique and people I find latch on to those people who are trying to do something and see it through and to your point of trying to do that and then be it's a huge confidence challenge yeah right because you're going from you're you start somewhere with this idea and then you make it into this other idea and you want it to get so big and you have these crazy hopes and visions and goals yeah. and dreams for it but you know in order for that to go you have to be open to the criticism you have to be open to learn you have to be open Absolutely. to failure and mm. it's it's challenging at times, like yeah. I, whether it be with like the podcast or what you're doing. It's I f- I don't know if you found this, but it's very very challenging at times, like internally. Oh yeah, right to battle like okay, there's X amount of people watching, or why aren't there more, or there were less last week, but what did I do? Yeah, right? oh there's yeah, a lot of, like I think I think sometimes I overanalyze that actually too much. Um, you know, hmm. sometimes it's just better to be passionate about what you're doing and be in the moment than mm-hmm. it is to worry about you know who's watching or how many are watching or uh, yeah, you know whether the stream is actually successful or not but right. um, overall I think consistency is the important part so you just got to keep it. doing yeah. it just don't stop keep it's doing huge. it never never give up you mm-hmm. know? and what was um, it's funny I was talking to a friend of mine recently and I was like hey, hey we we're sitting here and um I had like begin construction of this. I didn't even have insulation in the walls. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the boards up. I didn't have the blankets up. Excuse me, nothing like that. So I was sitting with him. And I'm like, hey man, like once I get this going, like this is this is what I want to do. This is, I want to see it through. I want this. Yeah. I want to be consistent. I want to make a change. I want the show to grow. And I felt like I was in a stalemate of I would kind of struggle to not find guests because. A lot of people want to do the show. Yeah. I just have to ask. Yeah. But I was neglecting doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem, right? Yeah. If you don't reach out or you don't search for clients or yeah. ask for people to like come chat with you, nobody's going to, you know, you're not going to reach and go, hey, uh, Glenn, I saw this podcast you're doing. I yeah. should be on it. We should chat and, you know, nobody does that. So you have to, but people are more often than not open to doing it with me. So his whole thing was, he's like, hey, minimum once a week just be consistent same day mm-hmm. once a week you can do yeah. one more you can do three more a week same day once a week have one out yeah 
always be consistent and looking kind of back into people who I admire and look up to and notice kind of when their transition or when there's that, when I notice the spike in their growth of what they were doing, whether it be their podcast or their business mm. is they had been so consistent for so long and whether like podcast related, this guy was doing like three, a, three a week or like seven, 10 a month. And he was just growing, growing, growing. And then all of a sudden he had like these crazy conversations. He was traveling all over doing the show. I'm like, you know, consistency kind of trumps yeah. everything. Yeah. It just, it, it's huge. eventually it becomes second nature. And so right. you, you do it so well and so often that, um, you just, you know, easily do it. It's not hard mm -hmm. to do. You don't think about it. You just get it done. And when you're consistent, people notice, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Right? And I think that's how basically social media and, and, uh, and the way we're watching others do things is, is based off of that. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't find or see somebody on social media just because you happen to be scrolling. Nine right. times out of 10, it's because they're, they're there again. Mm -hmm. You're, you jump back on, oh, they're there again. Yeah, you know they're always consistently posting, and they're always yeah. consistently doing something. Right, they're always engaged, yeah. doing something. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and so um, that comes right back down to to being consistent. So mm -hmm. whatever it is you're doing, if you consistently do it, you're going to get noticed. You're going to have viewers. You're going to yeah. You know, you're going to get uh, popular if that's your goal. Whatever. It is. Right on. Yeah. yeah, and it's something that I think where the confidence battle that we were talking about a few minutes ago pairs with the consistency, and then the whole reason you're doing what you're doing is the love passion part, right? Yeah. Where mm -hmm. as long as that's the driving force, cause I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like I've had a few friends in the past where when I started doing the podcast, I was like, Oh, you're doing podcasts on YouTube. I want to do YouTube. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm first of all, just posting to it. Cause I think video is like a great medium, mm -hmm. right? It's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. And just being able to like anything shy of interacting quite literally, I just feel they're now a part of the conversation as if they're sitting there, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So that's cool and that's why I do that. But then I'd have friends in the past when I want to do YouTube now and I'm like, okay, like, but it's a consistency thing. Like it's only recently, a buddy of mine was like, who I hadn't talked to in a while recently reached out and was like, hey man, I see your subscribers are growing. What are you doing differently? What are you, are you naming your videos differently? I'm like, I've been naming things the exact same. Yeah. But I'm not posting once every four weeks. I'm not posting once every two months. Yeah. I'm not having a podcast on a Tuesday in October and then a Wednesday in September. Yeah. Right. It's like, Hey, once a week, every Tuesday. And then it's like, Oh, two, three, four. And then yeah. they're like, Oh man, you grew so much. I'm like, mm. it's consistency, right? Be consistent. Yeah. 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 And I think once you, once you accomplish that, I mean, don't, don't stop being consistent. Mm -hmm. Obviously that, you know, should never stop, but right. Um, then you then you grow from there by creating something or adapting whatever you're doing mm -hmm. to your market or your audience. Uh, right. Like basically, it's branding, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever your brand is, that's what you're going to expand. Now that you're consistent with it, you you want to create something that um, people are always going to remember because of the brand. So you know, the yeah. first time the first time you I'm pretty sure you ever had a can of pop and you seen a red can with a little squirrely line mm -hmm. on it, you know. You remember that for the rest of your life because oh, now yeah. you see it everywhere. It's Coke, you know. Yeah. It's Coke. Coke's everywhere. Now you see it in advertising. It's they don't change that brand. It stays the same. It's consistent yeah. all the time. Um, that's what you got to do after you've consistently uh, done, you know, whatever you're doing. So, yeah. 
um, a perfect example of that for me myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brand is you know just a play on my name as as being Richie Rich. Yeah. Um, everything I post is rich in something. Yeah. You know. <laughs> rich in music, that. rich in memories. It's, it's amazing. So that's yeah. my brand, and and that's what I got to keep pushing. And now yeah. that I'm consistently, um, you know, streaming or creating radio shows or podcasts, mm-hmm. um, it's that brand of being rich in something that I keep pushing to people. Right? I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It's smart. I mean, yeah, exactly. It works, yeah. right? Yeah. There was this marketing strategy that I saw a clip of, um, and it was Red Bull when they first came out. They took a bunch of like used Red Bull cans and they just went to popular gas station um, open or, or park like open garbage yeah. cans and just threw a bunch in the top. Yeah, just so that people, so people everybody, could see it. Yeah, and they're like, well, everybody's drinking this, and subconsciously, then yep. that's how they started. That's how they spiked, and I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Branding now gives yeah. you wings, right? Yeah. So all that kind of stuff, and then what you're able to almost funnel it. How at what stage? Um, if you're able to elaborate on a bit, what stage should people who, whether they're doing like a radio show or entertainment or business, focus on, like really focus in and like dive into the branding aspect and like start pushing that? I think you have to have a brand like the minute you decide on whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be prominent because it, t- it takes time. It takes a lot of time for people right. to, to see that brand or to um, accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's what's important to me when i'm branding myself um, is that again going back to the consistency thing um just always making sure that it's a part of whatever i'm doing right so you know like the minute you're posting something on social media you should have a logo or a saying or you know a color of some sort that's part of your brand in it not all of it it doesn't have to have every aspect of it but just a little something of it. just enough to notice Yeah. yeah yeah um and then eventually whatever you're doing um you know something whether it be on social media or in in your normal everyday life um you just keep plugging those things in somewhere Mm -hmm. and then eventually it just people remember it or people see it and they're like oh yeah that's that's from that i remember that um so interesting it becomes basically a part of your like your fiber you know your yeah your part part of you right and there are think when there's an issue that comes up when people aren't able to make it excuse me people aren't able to make it a part of them right because i felt in the beginning stages and you might be able to relate to this or not but you want something to do well but you're almost self-conscious because you don't want people to like know you're a part of it that's how i felt whether that's similar you've had similar similar experiences or not different thing but i felt at the beginning um I had an old podcast with an old friend of mine and it was very like, it was very slapstick style mm-hmm. comedy and it, there was, it was a battle, right? We'd have people on and we'd want to talk about certain things, but mm-hmm. they didn't feel comfortable talking about it. So there was this weird whole awkwardness going on and I wanted it, we wanted it to do so well, but none of us wanted to let people know that we were doing it. Right. It's like, it's our faces, right? So it's weird but then getting yeah. over that hump with life after high school and what I'm doing now is I think I'm, I'm definitely over that part of it because it's just now it's, I'm almost comf- I'm fully comfortable, I, almost fully comfortable. I, I just think that it. comes with experience more, the yeah. more experience you get, you know, the more comfortable you feel with, um, 
you know, doing whatever you're doing. Right. And I mean, just going back to the whole high school thing, like how many times were you ever embarrassed in high school to even put your hand up when the teacher asked a question or, you know, when yeah. you had to stand in front to recite something because yeah. it was part of the program or the, Often. you know, like yeah. you feel uncomfortable when you do that. But right. after you do it once, you know, okay, it was mm -hmm. uncomfortable, but I survived. Right. You know, nothing killed me. You know, yeah. you do it again. Oh, I feel a little more comfortable this time. Yeah. Um, and if I could give advice to anybody who's who's um, you know shy or uncomfortable with just even stuff like public speaking, yeah. join something like Toastmasters. That's what yeah. I did. I joined Toastmasters, and it made me so confident speaking in front of people. That's awesome. That yeah. um, is second nature now. You know, I, oh. I'm not shy. Like the minute the mic's given to me, oh yeah, no problem. Oh yeah, I've noticed you know? that. I've noticed that for sure. <laughs> you give me the mic, and I'll, I'll talk right away. Yeah, um, that's your safe you know? zone. I mean, you you got to understand that you have to have purpose, whatever you're doing. Right. You know, so you don't just g grab a microphone and shout. You know, nothing in Yeah, it. you gotta. It's, it's you gotta have a reason for doing that. Yeah, direction. Um, and that again, going back to Toastmasters, that's um, a form of um, practice. It's a way to get yeah. in front of people or just to do something and practice at it to feel more comfortable doing it. Right. So even if it's not related to speaking or, or podcasting, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is you want to do, um, I just say experience. So do as much practicing yeah. as you can. The more experience you get doing it, um, and whether it be in front of the mirror, whether it be in front of people. That's that's where that awkwardness will go away, right? Mm, for sure. And you won't feel as shy or, or worried about sharing it with people and saying yeah. that I'm part of this or that I'm doing this. Right. Because mm -hmm. you want your goals to be accomplished, but you know you have to go through the ringer of other people's opinions. Exactly. Right? Of course. Of course. Yeah. It's like, oh, don't don't worry about what anybody else is. Like, yeah, but they're the people paying my bills, you know? But you know what? There's no better uh, person or people to have you... Um, judged or gauged by than your own family because they're going to love you no matter what. Oh yeah. That would be a perfect way to start is Facts, to just, yeah. you know, have mom or dad or, you know, a sibling or somebody that's close to you, um, evaluate you first because mm -hmm. they're going to love you if you, if, they'll, they'll probably tell yeah. you, you know, it was good or not, or you really sucked, but they're, they're still going to love you if you didn't do it, you know, if you, uh, you know, too well. thought, you know, so to that, I got two amazing examples of that, that happened to me last month. So my mother watch, watches every episode, okay? And I know this because she texts me after. She says, Glenn, just watch the latest podcast. She's going to text you right now as we're, yeah. as we're doing this. Dot, 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 dot. And I'm like, I don't think she know how to, knows how to use those. I'm, I'm, like, I'm all anxious now. And she goes, you said the F word X amount of times. I'm like, yeah, it's because the guest was saying it and I want to make them feel comfortable, Mom. And then she's like, Please don't swear on the show. I'm like, this is amazing. So, um, that's like, I'm like, well, that's a guess and whatever. But, and then, um, where that advice kind of helps though is sometimes, like, she's done, she's like, works in broadcasting, she's done all the things, she knows mm -hmm. kind of the best ways to conduct interviews and long form questions. And yeah. so she was like, don't, she's like, don't triple barrel questions. Don't ask one question, then another question, then another question. Yeah, let him answer it first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> answer one and then follow up if you need to. Yeah. Maybe two, but don't give like, ask a question, then give seven minutes of your own piece yeah. while they're about to answer. It's just, so stuff like that is really, uh, yeah, it's really funny. I, I think, I just think, you know, again, you have to have mentors, you have to have people that are going to guide you, uh, 
with whatever you're doing. Yeah. Uh, but when you're uncomfortable or you need to practice, there's no easier person to do it than in front of family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that, and then that's true. And they, yeah. uh, as much as like you said, like they'll still love you, but yeah, they're honest. Yeah, exactly. And it hurts. <laughs> like, I don't care what you say, mom. Like, yeah, it makes a difference. And it, at the end of the day, though, it is something that, at least with my examples of advice, that I do think about. I'm like, okay, well, I, I, want, I want to double this question down, but yeah. I can't. But so, but going uh, back a bit um, to making. To growing something globally, mm-hmm. right, and making like you were like you were able to do it with the U.S. Where you said what in Nashville and New York, uh, Knoxville, Knoxville, Knoxville New sorry, York. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Knoxville. And um, did you was that what was that process like? Like, do you, in order for anybody actually um, to make something go global like, to that, yeah. whether it be to that level or what they want yeah. to do and their streams what was that process like for you so so it's just a, a matter of networking and i mean um one of our best uh examples of that again is connor he's like the network king if you ask me yeah um, he's, he's ridiculous <laughs> uh, he knows he is though yeah you know? oh yeah <laughs> he'll be the first to tell yeah, you yeah yeah he's a little confident about <laughs> i love it yeah. i love it i'll say it to him tomorrow <laughs> then i'll chat with him and be like hey man we talked from cool. my from my end of it the way i um i got to that point was so you know locally here i stuck around and hung around with DJs that I knew, yeah. um, you know, did did well at what they were doing. Mm-hmm. From there, I went to conferences here locally in Canada. You yeah. know, there was a Canadian DJ conference. I went to that. I met other DJs there and talked to them about doing radio shows or how do I get to do a radio show. Oh, well, that's cool. After that, I went one step further and went to one in North America in Las Vegas, you know, called the uh, uh, Mobile Beat DJ Show. And it's there where you get to meet those people that are going to give you that access. And that's how I got mm-hmm. got on to another group called Fleet DJs, yeah. uh, which is where I produced my, my one show for um, Fleet DJ, Fleet EDM Radio. Yeah. And then the second one was from that. So because somebody else heard my show on Fleet EDM, they're like, hey, Amazing. we got a, a radio show. Uh, do you want to have your show on that as yeah. well? Um, and so, yeah, like networking is really important when it mm-hmm. comes to uh, being global. If you want to be, you know, successful all around everywhere, yeah. then you have to go everywhere and, and connect with people. You, yeah. you can't just you can't just hope they're going to come That's to you the or they're going to find you on, you know, LinkedIn or. More often than not, it does. It does not. <laughs> no, happen, no, no, no. You got to shake hands. You got to meet yeah. people. You got to you got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's tough. Yeah, and I mean it. it it's tough, and um, it's also rewarding. And oh, huge, yeah. uh, a big uh, reward for me was in 2019. When I went to the Mobile Beat um, uh, a second and third time, nice. uh, they actually had a contest, and I got invited to perform on the floor. Come on, at man. the conference for you know fellow DJs, other people that look up that I look up to. Come um, on! So what was that, that was, experience like? Oh, it was awesome. It was yeah? super awesome. Yeah. How do yeah. you prepare for something like that? Um, yeah, how much? Well, sorry, how much time ahead of that <laughs> did you? I know I just did what I said. I'm like, I really want to know how much time did you have to prepare for that? I mean, they 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 planned it out. It's uh, like oh, it, it's in February that they let you know, and it's in March that they have the conference. But um, you know, it's still it's still um, like a pressure. You know, really, yeah. really a lot of pressure on you because first of all, I didn't get to go you know first or last but i went in the middle somewhere when when someone else was performing on stage and so like you got to wait you got to you know hope that they don't uh you know play something you're going to play or do something that you're going to do you got to be unique 
Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of pressure that way. Yeah. Uh, and then I think just naturally the minute I get behind the decks and I start performing it, it feels comfortable for me. Yeah. So, um, that was fun though. I, I really enjoyed that. And I think, um, my wife enjoyed it too, cause she yeah. got to come along for free with oh, me. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, so just, you know, having her there made me feel a little more comfortable as yeah. well. Having that uh, familiarity with somebody there. But, uh, that's cool. I mean, most of the people that that uh, attend those things, mm -hmm. no matter what, they're going to be there to support you. So, again, network and and be, yeah. um, you know, be with other like-minded people that you want to help you succeed. And that's where I learned. Huge, you know, man. that's where I got that from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, and. So originally, I thought when you said I want a contest, I picture a fifty-fifty raffle, <laughs> and then first period they announce the in between intermissions first yeah. period and second period they at they tell you the winner and third period is the winner presenting so i'm like <laughs> oh he's got like an hour to prep this is crazy but no no that's no, good this, to hear this, I was nervous. this was this was like you know we, we want to have djs perform on the stage live at the conference that's cool um and uh send in your 30 minute uh, demo you know basically so again got to use video got to yeah. got to perform live on on a on a video stream and then send that that's into them. Cool. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's it, a, it was a pretty, lot of fun. Yeah, pretty unique audition. Yeah, if you ask me. That's yeah. a, oh, that's really cool. Once in a lifetime experience. I love. Oh, it. I can imagine. Jeez. So, was that? Um, do you have any, or what are there, if there are any, like common misconceptions that people have towards like, whether it be DJing, MCing, or more so the entertainment business as a whole? Um, I think. A lot of people will always think that, I mean, and I mean, it depends on, on the person and, and the individual, but a lot of people will always think that, um, being a DJ is always about like the party and having like, uh, you know, a, yeah. a good time or, or getting wasted or that kind of thing. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's some of that Yeah. <laughs> to a, to a point. I for mean, sure, you for know, sure. it's always nice to have a few drinks and then and unwind when you're working or when you're performing. Makes sense. Um, yeah. But at some point, uh, a lot of it is still hard work and, you know, mm -hmm. it happens before, it happens after the actual event. Like nobody's inside the locker room or the, the studio with you, like prepping the songs or making edits to them or oh. lining them up in your DJ software ahead of time. You're mm -hmm. doing that on your own, you know, your headphones are in on and you're just focused on that like that stuff you got to do ahead of time and yeah. so it's not always just oh yeah you show up at the event and it's just a big wild party yeah there's a lot of prep work for that ahead of time um, and then afterwards it's the same thing you know you got to analyze what you did and what you did good or successfully yeah. so that you can do it again um, you know maybe you want to have uh, you know a second opinion and have somebody else listen to what you did, you know, that kind of thing. So there's, there's always yeah. work involved. It's not just a party all the time. Not just a party all <laughs> the time. Not, eh? It's not, it, it might seem that way when you, yeah. when you look at people's social media feeds and what yeah. they're doing, you know, you think, Oh yeah, I, I, that's all they do is party. I wonder if it could be to highlight something, but I also think in doing that you're showcasing because I've noticed you do something differently because it's not what you just said is what you're posting, but it's more specific events and like, and memories and experiences that you were a part of. And 
being able to help create, whether it be like weddings, right, and galas, yeah, and big events. It, it, again, it comes back down to um, the community and the the uh, people you're targeting or marketing yeah. to create for. So I think you know, if you know, Jane Doe wants to have you know this magical thing happen at her wedding or at an event, mm-hmm. you have to post or do or show those things that you're doing. Otherwise, they're not going to hire you or want you to do that. Right. It's event-specific more often than not. Definitely. Um, And the same thing goes with uh, the radio shows or the the music that I edit. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it is the music I love to play and I want to play it. Right. But sometimes you're playing it and you're editing it because you know that that's what the audience wants to hear. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, So, I mean, Top 40s is a big, you know, thing that everybody will argue about. Is it a great song oh no it's not but it's in the top 40 why because people want to hear it so you got to play it right because those people are listening yeah so there there's iffy it is yeah it's an opinion thing but i think that's what happens when you're marketing or you're trying to sell yourself to specific types of people or specific clients Mm -hmm. is that you have to give them what they want right otherwise they're not going to pay for it they're not going to want to pay for it that makes sense yeah makes a lot of sense do you have? Um, I know you touched on the on uh, it Vegas. You said where the conference yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, that's epic. <laughs> Jeez, I'm peanut butter and jealous, man. That's a <laughs> that's amazing. So, do you have? And that might be it. But do you have a favorite experience so far in the industry from all your years emceeing and entertaining and DJing? Do you have one moment that stands out above all else? That could not be this one, or it could, it could be this one, or it could be like something that's like maybe a, like a moment at a wedding or something that just made you go, wow, I'm grateful to be a part of this. Right. I, I definitely think those uh, examples are good. You know, definitely the Las Vegas one was uh, was big for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think that it's, it's some of the smaller ones that make me really realize the importance of what I do. Uh, and the one that I'm going to mention right now Again, it's not like a huge moment that made me successful or that made me popular sure. or anything. But um, I'm sure you've heard of Relay for Life. Yes. Big event Huge. that the Canadian Cancer Society hosts all the Humongous. time. Humongous. And yeah. I, I was lucky they got me to perform for them um, here in Sudbury. And the moment when uh, they make it silent, you know, like they... they they light up all the luminaries and yeah. it's it's quiet, right? Because yeah. you're honoring these people that have passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that moment that I got, you know, a feeling in me that realized that I'm here creating something for these people to make sure that they yeah. um, remember somebody or that they feel for somebody. And so the music that I get to play right after is important to them. So yeah. that moment, like that made me feel like amazing when, when I did that. So it's not always like you know a, a specific uh, yeah. moment, but sometimes it's like uh, a one that's more important to other people than that's you know successful or good for me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That that to that's me huge. is a, a huge feeling, right? Yeah, I can being just, a part of something I can only like that. Imagine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, geez, man. Yeah, that's heavy. Also, that's like huge. also that's screaming screaming out a fighter's name at a. <laughs> at an event is pretty uh, exciting as well. Titans go punch each other <laughs> yeah, in the head for yeah. twenty five minutes. That yeah, that, that, I'm sure that has its uh, its peaks and valleys for sure. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. So as we kind of trail towards the end of the episode, do you have any 
You've touched on a lot of things. Um, do you have any pieces of like advice or experiences or challenges that you went through that anybody entering the entertainment business, whether it be the niche of DJing, MCing, performing, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. that you would pass on to either be younger self or somebody entering? Like some advice, basically? Yeah. Um, I think the, the biggest piece of advice that I would give uh, really reflects on um, being a part of of a community and a part of a group of like-minded people. And there's no better way to do that than by like joining something. So whether mm-hmm. it be a club, an association, um, a group, you know, like I said before about like, if you're scared of public speaking, join Toastmasters, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you want to be a... Uh, a successful radio broadcaster, yeah. then you should probably find other radio broadcasters or, mm-hmm. you know, watch their shows. Yeah. Um, so I just, to me, that's the biggest advice I'll give uh, anybody that's starting off or that's, uh, you know, building a business or creating something uh, for the first time is to just mm-hmm. find somebody or find a group of like-minded people and join join them and, and be a part of them because they're going to make you better. Right. They're going to teach you or, you know, you might... Um, help them you know? yeah it, it does definitely go both ways exactly sure. it does it definitely yeah. goes both ways and uh that to me is 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 important and um i've you know think i think i'm successful because i've done that before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right on now um i'm really stoked to listen to this mix um so <laughs> i'm gonna get to that but uh before uh we end the episode um tell people where uh, where can they find you um so I mean, it's, yeah. it's super easy if you just uh, search for uh, Richie Rich or DJ Richie Rich. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it, it pops up pretty much anywhere on any social media. But on Instagram and Twitter, I, you have to search at Big and Rich DJ. Big and Rich DJ. That's the name of my company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, uh, you can find my mixes or my shows on Mixcloud.com. Uh, so you know any of my past shows. There's over 250 or 260, I think now. Yeah, it's quite a few. Yeah. yeah. So Amazing. check those out. Awesome. Right on. Brother, I really appreciate your time, and I can't wait to listen to the mix. I appreciate uh-huh. the bottle of wine. I know uh, what I'm going to do after. Um, <laughs> yeah, brother, I'm, uh, I'm super stoked, and I uh, every, all the links will be in the description. And, uh, man, I just cool. really am grateful it for your time. It was fun. I'm, yeah. I'm really uh, happy to be part of this, and thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. Anytime, man. Appreciate it.